Welcome back, everybody, to another awesome episode of the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast with yours truly, Ryan Chavez. And my man, Jack, is not going to be with us today. Him and I have been have been just missing each other on this thing, <laughs> fortunately. But uh, we got an awesome episode for you guys today, per usual. Today, we're going to be talking about cannabis for mom and dad. Uh, which I think is definitely interesting for me, um, but I, I also imagine is interesting for a lot of you out there as well. And we've talked to a lot of you in the past, just through email or you know, however we talked to you. And, and uh, this has been a topic of discussion that has been asked about. So we want to make sure we include it. It's super important. Um, but I also just want to thank Jack for for uh, holding down the fort when I was gone. Yes, if you guys listened to the last episode. Um, I have made a claim on this show for the past four and a half years now, and that claim, unfortunately and sadly, has come to an end, where I have not been sick for four and a half years, and last week was the first week I got sick in four and a half years. <laughs> and nonetheless, with COVID, I was the last man in the in the world. I, I think our, our family was the last one in, in the world here to get hit by it. So, uh, so yeah, last week I was out with COVID, and uh, I was... I wasn't completely out of commission. I will say this. Um, I thought about a few things, like why I got it and why I got it when I did. And just, you know, for all of you here, um, last month was a, a crazy, crazy month for me. A lot of changes um, personally and professionally and uh, a lot of travel as well. And I, I was in L.A. Um, I was actually the same place where they, they had the Emmys. It wasn't at the Emmys, but... Uh, I was staying at that same hotel, and there was all kinds of people from all over the world there that day, and and uh, I think that ended up being the reason why I, I ended up with COVID and probably that flight that day as well. So I just wanted to say, guys, thank you so much for coming back in another awesome episode, and thank you, Jack, for holding down the fort there when we were back when I was gone, and I can't wait to have another episode with you, Jack. And uh, it's been a, it's been a bit now because we've we've been so busy, and part of why I was so busy is because I was at Jack's wedding, which was amazing. Um, but that is that, you know. And so I, I just wanted to uh, make sure that I, I touched up a little bit on my history there with you guys of what's been going on, and and you know the sad the sad uh, the sad streak of not being sick has come to an end, but. I definitely attribute much of that streak to cannabis still, um, anti-inflammation properties and all of that, the antiviral, antibacterial properties it holds. So, um, but I, I'm feeling better and, and backing at it. So thanks guys. And, um, let's talk about cannabis for mom and dad. That, that sounds like a lot of fun for me, <laughs> actually, uh, because I think this is a really interesting topic for so many different reasons, right? Um, the first one is simply because we all age. Right, every single one of us age. This is a topic that is is you know maybe not a topic, but the ailments that come with this topic, like arthritis, sleep disorders, um, anxiety, inflammation, right, and that's part of arthritis, uh, depression. You know, any of these things that that we're going to be talking about that often will come with older age can also be assisted through cannabis, right? And uh, what we typically find, obviously, is is with this group of individuals that we're going to be looking at, and that's the older group, the elderly crowd, typically 65 and older, um, there's a stigma that is much more strongly attached to cannabis use than would be for us, right? And I say us, I'm, I'm a late 30-year-old male, right? And I'm a late millennial, I should say, as well. And, and I think um, anyone in their 30s and 40s even uh, and, and, and lower is, is much more 
younger, I should say, is much more um, in tune with cannabis and the ins and outs and, and just really what cannabis is all about and less in tune with what cannabis is all about culturally from, you know, the 60s and 70s and 80s that we're so used to always hearing about, right? So this group that we're, you know, the, the elderly group that, that we're going to be talking about today, they grew up often um, right around the time of reefer madness, right? Or, or when reefer madness had a, a very, you know, strong, you know, I guess a heavy strangle, a stronghold, I should say, on, on that culture. And so reefer madness was a big reason why, uh, you know, a lot of these people will, will stray away from cannabis and why they have strayed away from cannabis. And so we need to transcend that that stigma, right? And that's what we do on the show is is we get through that stigma with with facts and and anything else that, you know, the real stories that people may have and anecdotal evidence, factual evidence, anything that we can utilize to to help share the story of cannabis actually being helpful for a lot of these ailments and therefore improving the quality of mom and dad's life, right? And for some of us, it's mom and dad. Some of us, it may be grandma and grandpa, but all the same, I would say at this point. Um, and so I wanted to start with a, a study, right? And, and there are a lot of studies that are on this. And the study that I'm going to look at here that, that I was looking at was just around the time it finished, uh, right around the time when the pandemic hit. And so right when there was peak activity everywhere, you know, in, in the world, I should say, was when the study was taking place. So I think it's, it's still pretty valuable. Uh, April 2020 from the American Journal of Geriatric Psychiatry actually explored the reasons why uh, individuals and ages 65 and older were turning to cannabis for assistance. And so they researched, they studied about, I think it was, uh, well, let's see here, 568 uh, patients in California. And they had different targeted symptoms. Um, and what they saw was that 10% of that group, at the very least, of the 568, they were utilizing cannabis within the last uh, six months. So they're utilizing it pretty frequently. Um, a lot of those people that decided to utilize cannabis, all of them essentially, were utilizing it for pain, sleep, and anxiety purposes. A lot of what we talked about in the very beginning and a lot of what the major elements that you're going to see in that population is anyways, right? It's usually pain, sleep, and anxiety is a lot of what that population will experience when they're, when they're experiencing the ailments. Um, 70% of the 568 individuals that utilize cannabis um, – and it was a high CBD cannabis, uh, typically they found it effective. So 70% of the 568, that's quite a big chunk of, of grandma and grandpas or moms and dads that typically weren't utilizing cannabis for any of those things and did, and then found it effective, right? And, and I think that isn't something that's too surprising because for those ailments, it's a very common and potent um, uh, treatment that people often will will seek cannabis is. And so I think it makes a lot of sense that those were the main ailments that you'd see stimming from that study. Um, the same study, uh, not only it was analyzing the um, the ailments the, that may be the reasons why a lot of these seniors will utilize in cannabis, but it was also analyzing the like other reasons besides physical, maybe psychological and mental reasons behind it. And a lot of seniors, they were finding um, that utilized the cannabis. And the study also said it helped with sex increasing sexual desires, which is another common element that we see within this population. So not the worst thing in the world, right? Grandma and grandpa are utilizing uh, 
you know, cannabis for whether it's sleep or inflammation or pains, and they end up, you know, turning up sexy time a little bit at the same time, right? Like that is not the worst side effect (laughs) at the end of the day. And I don't think a lot of people would disagree with that as well. Um, So it makes a lot of sense, you know, why that could happen, whether it's the anxiety or whether they just physically feel better, the anxieties loosens, whatever, whatever it may be. Um, But it was something that they found was effective when they were going through that. And a lot of those users uh, in that study were new users. So I think it was about three-fifths um, of those in the study were brand new users. So about 10%, as we know, they were, they've used cannabis in the past. About three-fifths were brand new. So that's about 60%, right? A big chunk of these guys never used it before. And what they found is that for those newer users, a lot of um, what they were utilizing were friendlier versions of cannabis. And that's really what they gravitated to. And I think this makes sense. So a lot of lotions was um, were one of the things that you would see a lot of the seniors utilize just because it's friendly, it's easy, it's it's not um, there's there's we already know like we know what's going to happen mentally and that's really nothing right and we know what's going to happen physically and that's some kind of relief and so that's easy for somebody to digest I think when they know what their risks or quote unquote risk pros cons are and none of those risks include any type of psychological. Uh, impairment, right? That, that's a pretty easy uh, buy-in for anyone, I would say. Um, a lot of tinctures, though, as well. Uh, we didn't find, um, you know, you won't find a lot of seniors. You, you may find edibles, but you won't find them vaping or smoking, right? I would even say edibles could be a little bit lower as well. I, I, I find that tinctures tend to be a really friendly um, uh, way to use cannabis for that for that group. And I think a lot of that has to just do with the dosing, right? And and the lack of trust possibly that comes with edibles as well. Uh, just from the experience, again, that that not just they themselves may have had, but anybody uh, culturally, you know, in the world knows that edibles can hit a lot harder than vaping or smoking, right? Um, there's a lot more that goes into that, that statement, obviously, that we all know that listen to the show every day. But if you're not familiar with cannabis at all and you're a brand new user, that's all you really know and you don't want to touch that with a 10-foot pole, right? Like the chance of any type of super psychological shift when you're just trying cannabis is is a very, very scary thing and not something that's um, ideal for most people when they're trying to get into cannabis, especially if you're a senior, right? (laughs) So we want to stay away from that. Um, But overall, uh, you know, there's been a lot of usage. Um, People are utilizing cannabis for those ailments, right? For those very, very common ones that we see every day and a lot of newbies as well. And so the the next question, obviously, that comes in, you know, is it safe for seniors? And, And I think we know the answer to this, but there are studies that we've actually seen, and I can post this as well. I'll post it on the notes um, that actually show that, uh, cannabis itself and is safe for seniors, right? And this is typically when you're often looking at higher CBD strains and, and not that higher THC strains are not safe, but what that can lead to is higher anxiety. Maybe if, if the person is utilizing cannabis and then they're trying to go out and operate heavy machinery or just do anything else that may require um, a level of attention that's much higher than normal, you don't want them utilizing any type of THC. And so uh, it's not dangerous per se, because we don't know of anyone that's ever died of cannabis, but we do know that if you utilize high CBD cannabis, um, and low THC options, the 
cannabis is very safe for seniors at the end of the day and helpful as well. Um, there was a study, the Journal of uh, Cannabis Research did study this. They studied, uh, I believe, 187 patients. There it is. Um, where most of those patients, as we just mentioned, 54% were utilizing high CBD strains, 42% utilize a balanced strain, like a one-to-one or something similar, and then 4.4%, a very, very low percentage, uh, utilized a high THC strain. So something that wasn't very common um, amongst that group, and, and for good reason, I would say as well, uh, just because there isn't a lot of familiarity overall with THC. However, what they did find um, is that substitutions for prescriptions and opioids all took place. Um, obviously, you know, less medications, less prescriptions are, are going to be things that we're going to want everybody to, to be gravitating towards, whether it's, um, whether it's with, you know, a younger group or, or an older group, right? So if you're on less medications or less prescriptions, you're not going to have those issues that you may have um, with the secondhand symptoms that you can often, uh, that you'll often come across when you're utilizing those prescriptions and masking another ailment with another prescription, right? So that's really the benefit of utilizing cannabis is that you don't have those side effects of the prescription that you're utilizing. So a lot of seniors like that, they like not having a, a, a medication to help the ailment of another medication, right? Um, and therefore, you're just throwing more and more pills in your body. They do like throwing less and less in their body, which makes a lot of sense. You feel better that way too, feel cleaner. And um, I would say, you know, when you're looking at the modes, and this is kind of like the final piece when we're really looking at like how seniors utilize cannabis, like what is the best way to actually get involved with utilizing cannabis? And and the first thing that a lot of people are going to gravitate towards is going to a close friend or a relative. And I would say that is often not the worst thing in the world if you absolutely trust the person and you know they're not going to harm you, but and they're the ones that are going to be, you know, providing the cannabis. Um, I would I would say if that's what you trust, then then go with that. However, if you live in a state that offers the ability to go talk to a licensed pharmacist at a medical dispensary, I 100% would go that route. And that's not because you don't, maybe you don't trust or we don't trust, you know, your, your loved one. That's obviously not it at all. It's just when you're starting this out, you want to get the correct education customized for yourself. And what works best for you is going to be entirely different for everybody else that's going to be trying cannabis, or for a lot of people, I should say. So you want to talk to somebody that's going to be trained in helping you figure out what's right for you. And that person is going to be the, the person that's going to do that. And that's a trained pharmacist, a licensed pharmacist, a cannabis pharmacist. And you're going to find them in, well, in more and more states, I should say, throughout the U.S., typically because it's being legalized more and more as well, Right. But these are these are people that are going to be able to sit down and, and walk you through not just the dosing options, not just the strain options, but also um, the mode of, of delivery as well. And like we said before, some people may just need a lotion. Other people may want to try edibles. Other people may want to try tinctures. There may be people that want to try patches or smoking or vaping, right? And if let's say you do want to try smoking or vaping, um going to your dispenser, you're going to be able to get direction from that person on how to do it in a way that's not going to cause you to go bonkers after you do it, right? And that's really what you're going for is you're trying to find um, the right 
methodology, the right delivery method, I should say, that is going to put you in a place that is is effective. It's going to put your medicine in a place that's effective, right? And you're going to feel good afterwards. And so your trained pharmacist is going to be able to help you. Um, your loved one or a friend giving you a bag of flour and saying, just smoke it this way. And it's it's very nice of them to do that, but it may not be the best thing for you, right? And you may not even want to do that. And you may not even know that there's other options for you. So your state may have other options. Not everyone has, most of them have vaping now, but not a, they have bigger, different product selections than others, I should say. Different state programs do. You want to go to your state if it's available and talk to them about that, right? And talk to them about what they have available and what options based on your needs may be best. The other option is um, that with the 2018 Farm Bill, uh, it's it's something that everybody now has access to as far as even, I want to say high CBD, but even high THC products, right? Everybody will have access to these just simply based on how the hemp law of the 2018 Farm Bill was written. And that allows... THC to be included in these products. Very often they won't be, but if you do not live in a state where um, medical cannabis is something that you'll have access to and you don't have access to a licensed physician in that sense, um, I would recommend in that scenario looking at a very reputable hemp provider, and we've included those here in the past in the show notes, uh, that will give you a high CBD full-spectrum formulation that is most likely going to put you in a good place to start. Now, again, that's just me throwing something out there that is not customized for your specific needs, but that is the safest way to typically start with cannabis use if you don't have any other option is to utilize something that is reputable, that has COAs, something like a full-spectrum high-CBD gummy or tablet, Um, definitely something you can find online and you can have that shipped to your house and make sure that it's clean as well. And that, again, is with those certificate of analysis, COAs, that you'd be able to find and have those um, uh, at your disposal if you'd like to review those. So that'll help you know that the cannabis that you're utilizing is actually going to be um, helpful and it's actually going to be safe and effective and it's been researched by a third party and is... is, is, um, is going to be something that may even work for you at the end of the day, right? So overall, uh, cannabis is not like it was in the 60s or 70s, right? It's it's much, much different. So we do want to go low and slow. That's that's definitely the mantra. There's been a huge push since that time, underground push, to create very, very high THC cannabis. And that's simply because um, if you're going to be, you know, when cannabis is very illegal, and the only way you can get cannabis was, you know, illegally underground. You wanted to make sure that your um, your provider was giving you something that was a good bang for your buck. Maybe you weren't going to see them for a month. You want to make sure that if you needed, if you wanted THC, you could have a high THC strain. So the breeders would breed more and more higher THC strains to satisfy that underground market. So today, all we have is, for the most part, very high THC strains. Now, if you look into the hemp market, if you go online, you look at um, the the 2018 the products that are designated uh, legal under the 2018 Farm Bill, a lot of those flower products, all of those flower products, unless it has Delta-8 THC in them, which we don't want, but all the full-spectrum CBD flower products will all be low THC. So there's options out there for you, whether it's flour, whether it's gummies, capsules, tinctures, to utilize a low THC, high CBD product 
You don't need a doctor's prescription. You don't have to go to a dispensary, but that is an option for you that you can have it shipped straight to your door and it's safe. It's clean. It's got the COAs available as well. Best case scenario, if you live in a a place that does have the medical option, I just recommend going and speaking to somebody because that is the best case scenario to get that expert advice from somebody that you can trust and it's been certified from the Department of Health in your state, right? Um, that's that's a good rundown, I'd say, overall of, of anything that you'd wanting to be considering if you're, you know, if, if you're a senior or if you have a loved one that's a senior that is looking to get into cannabis. It is something that we've never seen anyone die on, right, in the history of, of cannabis. We haven't seen anyone do a, have a cannabis overdose and die, obviously, if they're laced um, with something else that, that makes a difference. <clears throat> However, we haven't seen that otherwise. So uh, it's it's a safe, effective way to very cleanly feel your best and optimize your day-to-day. And that is everything that we talk about here on the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast, optimizing your day-to-day, feeling your best. And that's exactly how cannabis can help you do that um, for the long term as well, right? For these chronic issues that we that we talk about. That's how I've done it. And that's how a lot of people have done it, guests and, and, uh, and supporters and everyone else that we've talked to on this show. But that's it, guys. That's all I want to bring up. A quick 20-minute episode. Um, it, it's about as much as my voice can handle also at this point. Uh, just coming off of COVID, my, my throat's a little scratchy here. But I am feeling fantastic, and uh, I'm really, really happy to be back, guys. So I hope everyone is, is having a fantastic fall. I absolutely love this time of year. Um, Go Bills, as you many of you already know. <laughs> I love this time of year. I love the colors, uh, the changes in the leaves and all that stuff. So I hope you're all enjoying that as well. Check us out on thecannabisc.com. You can go to at thecannabisc on Instagram or Twitter, any of these uh, places where you'll find us on Spotify, iTunes, um, Stitcher. We're in all those different places. Uh, make sure you share uh, this episode to anybody that you think could be helped by it. And and that will help us make the world a better place, both by helping that person. And when you do share and, and you rate our episode, it helps bring our show to the top of the chart. So more people can see it. When more people see it and more people learn about the good word of cannabis guys, we know what happens. The world becomes a better place, right? So that's all we're looking for here. I can't thank you all enough for continuing to come back and support us. It means everything. Please keep reaching out. Uh, we, we, we love it when you guys do, and I cannot wait to see you guys next week and another awesome episode of the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast with yours truly, Ryan Chavez, and hopefully again with my man, Jack Stone. I will see you guys then. Peace.
Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Cannabis Health Radio is a podcast about stories from people around the world who have used cannabis to deal with serious ailments, many of them life-threatening. My name is Ian Jessup. My co-host, Corey Yelland, is no stranger to the devastating emotional impact faced by so many people receiving a death sentence diagnosis from a doctor. Told she only had months to live with anal canal cancer, Corey researched and immediately began using cannabis oil to eliminate her cancer and has been cancer-free for more than a decade. She told herself that if it worked, she would spend the rest of her life helping others, which she does tirelessly every day. When you listen to our podcast, you'll hear many stories like Corey's, along with others who have used cannabis oil for many more ailments besides cancer, such as chronic pain, PTSD, MS, and many, many more. As one of our guests said, your podcast gave me the confidence to save my own life. We regularly get messages from listeners who have heard our podcast and use cannabis to solve a serious health issue of their own or that of a loved one. We hope you listen to these stories and be as inspired and moved as we are with each and every episode. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. I'm Joyce Gerber, the creator and host of the award-winning podcast, The Canna Mom Show. And we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry as business professionals, healthcare providers, policy advocates, caregivers, moms, by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness, wisdom, and hope. I am so grateful to have found my tribe of Canna podcasters right here on Pod. Connex, and look forward to our work of crushing the stigma around cannabis and caregivers and building this new industry together.